Hey y'all, what's good? What's up? Welcome back to the Healing and Hope series podcast with Nadia. How you guys doing? Um, I say this all the time, but this might be short. I don't know. I got something to do soon, but I've been really, really, really excited and really, really ready to do this episode. Um, because I feel like it's so important to talk about. I feel like, especially on the healing journey, especially on a, you know, when you're growing, when you're self-developing yourself, I feel like this is a very important topic. Like, it's like I do very well with it, so that's why I've been excited to talk about it, as well as I'm about to go back into, you know, that phase for myself. So, yeah, like, I'm ready to talk about isolation, like, being alone. Like, because one thing about it is, like, a healthy alone you know you're not alone. Like I used to isolate. I used to like. I can say, um, for let me let me give y'all the definition. Um, so to isolate means cause a personal place to be or remain alone or apart from others. Um, and so, sorry. It's like doing some of my research. I'm trying to get comfortable and make sure y'all can hear me this time because I don't know what happened in my last episode in the beginning. Like, I don't know how I had the phone, but it was so low. I don't know. It was weird. And I didn't, like, I don't, I can't even remember, like, was I holding the, like, what was I doing? I don't know. But, um, yeah. Isolation can be linked to unhealthy unhealthiness, like it's not a healthy thing. Um, and I can agree with that to a certain extent because I feel like when you're in a dark space, um, I feel like before your journey, like because I can relate, like before my journey, I used to isolate myself because I felt like that was a good way for me to really just go through what I was going through. Like I was going through things alone like and you know I didn't have a relationship with with um God I didn't have a relationship with my angels so I really did feel alone during those times I feel like I had nobody to talk to that I could go to to tell my problems to talk to you know I did feel very alone and I feel like it was just me and I was all I had but that was when I was in a dark space and it's like when you when you're in a dark space and when you you need to talk about when you need to talk about it when you need people uh when you need help you know, to get through what you're going through, it's not necessarily a good thing to, like, isolate yourself. I feel like that makes it worse when, you know, you, you, you're you aware that you're in a dark space. You're aware that you're, like, dealing with depression. You're aware that you're, you know, anxious. You're aware that, you know, you're alone and you need, and you know you need help. Like, you know you need somebody to be there for you, but you just decide to say, you know what, I'm going to just deal with this by myself. You know, I'm already alone. I want to be alone. I want to isolate myself, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that's the unhealthy piece about it. I feel like, you know, when you are aware that you're going through something, I feel like you should not isolate yourself. In fact, I feel like you should go seek help because I feel like if you isolate yourself, it only gonna, it's only going to make it worse when you are going through something. So that, that will be the negative side of isolation. It's like when you're very, very aware that you're going through something um, and you know you need help, you know, you, you understand and you feel like, okay, I'm not okay. But you still choose to say, you know what, all I got is me. 
you know, I'm going to have to go, I got to go through this on myself. I got to go through this alone. Can't nobody understand me. Can't nobody help me. Can't nobody do this. You know, like when you put yourself in that negative space, in that negative mind state, you know, um, I don't feel like that's a good, you know, a good thing to isolate yourself when you're going through, you know, when you're going through something. Of course, at the, at that time, like, I didn't even know, like, you know, I didn't even know I was in a dark space, you know, before my journey. Like, I didn't really understand everything I was going through. I just, it was just a lot of, because one thing about me is, like, I never put my problems on other people because, like, I grew up where, like, as a kid, you know, as a teenager, I had to deal with a lot of, of my issues alone anyway. Like, I had, I already had felt like I had nobody to go to as a teen. So, like, when I'm an adult, it's like I carried that with me, you know, I carried that, that knowing with me, like, okay, well, I didn't have nobody as a child, so why would I have some, like, why would somebody want to be there for me as an adult, you know what I'm saying, like, so it's like when you have that notion as a child, you grow up and you can, and you keep that mindset, and so, like, when I was going through things, it's like, okay, well, I never had nobody be there for me anyway, so I know nobody's going to be there for me now, you know, like, if they were, if nobody was there before, nobody's going to be there now, so it's like, you know, like, the enemy really, like, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, because I'm in a, a higher space of, of my mental, it's like now that I'm thinking about it, the enemy definitely will continue to trick you. You know, the enemy will definitely continue to have, like, you know, the the things that you carry on your back, the, the enemy will continue to use those things. Like I said, like, I was telling myself these things because of my childhood, you know, because of my, of my teenage years, I'm not having anybody to really talk to. So it's like, okay... If I if I if I know if I know this is what I went through as a child, you know why wouldn't it be the same way as an adult? But it's like I could have easily you know asked for help. Like I could have easily reached out to like a friend or you know to people. But like I said, you know I didn't have that that knowing or I didn't have that trust in me. Like and by that time I really didn't trust nobody you know with what I was going through anyway with what was on my mind with all the heavy stuff you know with the depression with the anxiety you know like one thing about life like when you grow up in environments where you know stuff is just tricky when stuff is just crazy your trust issues are played on a lot and like one thing like I feel like a lot of people struggle with today is trust like being able to trust people and it's like that was one of my biggest things also like feeling like when it came to my aloneness it's like I don't trust nobody like you know when you feel like you can't trust nobody that's that's one of the that's one of the ways that the enemy can really like keep you you know stuck because you don't trust you know um and I think that's why a lot of times people don't go to therapy because like we have this notion that you know therapy is for like white people um or therapy can't help and you know, we have that, but that's just the enemy, you know, tricking us to stay mentally stuck, like, keeping us, you know, depressed, like, they, like, the enemy wants you to stay that way, so it has given us that mindset of, oh, therapy, you know, doesn't work, or therapy can't help, therapy is not for black people, like, who made that up, because then it's like, when we hear that, when that's a message passed down from generation to generation, we look at, um, we look at therapy as negative like no we shouldn't go to therapy but we don't understand that we're we're stuck we're trying to carry burdens on our own we're stuck we're trying to do things on our own we're stuck like not trusting you know somebody that could, that's trained to really you know help us help guide us in the right way when it, in our mental and emotional you know health and you know um 
we're stuck with like really having to be our own therapist and none of us are trained to be a therapist like um or none of us have that like for me I'm naturally uh a person um I'm na- I'm naturally I have skills that would allow me to be a counselor or a therapist. Not everybody has those skills. Um, but I'm a person that naturally has those skills. Like I naturally can heal myself. Um, not everybody can heal themselves. Hence why not everybody's like a healer. Like some people actually need guidance. Some people actually need help to be able to overcome certain things. I feel like I am my own healer. You know, I, I have the ability to heal myself and I have the ability to help and heal other people. Um, you know, I just had to work through my own problems first. Um, and that started with me, you know, having to go to a therapist. But once I like, I went to, and I tell this story all the time. I went to my therapist. Um, I went to my therapist. We acknowledged that, you know, I might be dealing with, you know, depression and anxiety. We set the um, appointment to go and I never went. Um, and I ended up really just healing myself through, you know, seven days of daily growth. Like I, I really went through that and used that to really start to heal myself. And it really hurt. So, I mean, it really worked, you know, um, you know, I really pulled myself out of a dark space. Like I never went back to depression. Like I could say like nothing is perfect. Like, you know, I still had my days, you know, I still was going through stuff, you know, I still, you know, had times where, you know, I didn't want to be bothered. I had times where I was crying, you know, but I never went back to that very depressive state that I was before, you know, 2020, um, into maybe the end of 2020. Um, I never went back to that real depressive state like that, that state of, um, high functional depression. Like I never went back to that. Like I really healed myself from depression and anxiety, eventually the anxiety, because I, I healed from depression first and I healed myself from anxiety later. I barely have anxiety now. And when I do have anxiety, it's, I, I look at it as not my energy because I barely have anxiety. So when I do, when I, when my mind does become anxious, like I immediately call on God and my angels and I say, like, take this away from me because it's not my energy because I don't, you know, I know, I, I know that I, I've healed myself from it. So whenever I, and it's really rare, but whenever I get into that state, I quickly, you know, ask for it to be taken away because I don't live like that anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, that's not my life. Like, I don't put that on myself. Like, oh, I'm anxious. Okay, it gotta go. You know, it quickly has to go. Oh, I'm feeling down. Oh, it gotta go. Like, you know, I don't, I don't take that. Like, I don't accept that into my life anymore because I've, I've worked through it and I've defeated it. Like, that, those are things that I've defeated, depression and anxiety. And I refuse to, you know, even have those feelings because it's not a good feeling. Like just last night, um, I was dealing with, you know, some anxiety and, you know, I, I wanted, I, what talking to God, talking to my angels and it went away, you know, through actually through some work that I did, you know, I had a meeting last night and, you know, I, and I ate too. Um, and I just felt better. I haven't ate today y'all. So if y'all hear my stomach, but I'm eating after in a few, um, but, um, Sorry, my head is itching. Like, I got some weed, man, and I don't. But, um, yeah, like, I just don't accept that type of energy. I just don't. Like, depressive states, depressive moods, um, anxiety. I, I, I genuinely don't accept it. Like, I, I ask and pray that it gets taken away because it's not my energy, you know. I don't, 
that's not who I am. Like, I've defeated it and I refuse to allow it to come back into my life because I've lived a life, I've lived a life so long now for almost four years of no depression, no anxiety. Well, I would say depression, three years and some months, um, three years and three months, and then anxiety, I would say like two years and three months because I started to heal my anxiety way after the depression depression was first um and you know I didn't you know I didn't use a therapist like you know my therapy my therapist really you know she helped me like see things for what it was and I'm like okay well when um COVID hit I wasn't able to keep seeing her so it was like okay well I have to do the work you know so I started to do the work and I eventually did go back to therapy um but by that time, I had already, like, healed from depression. I might have still kind of been dealing with anxiety a little bit, but not too much. Um, and when I was in therapy, the second time, um, I think 2021 or either 2022, it it felt kind of pointless. But it helped me to, again, see, you know, just what else I need to work on. Like, my values. Like, you know, things like that. Like, what I value. Like, you know, she really helped me. Um figure out balance and really just figure out direct, a sense of direction, some clarity, you know, so that was very, very good. And then recently this year, I thought about going back to therapy. Um, you know, I had posted, I was like, uh, stuck between going back to therapy or, you know, just being my own therapist. So right now I just been my, I just been my own therapist. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back, honestly, you know, cause ultimately God is the, the, the greatest, of all the time he's the goat healer goat therapist and you know he's really been like you know therapying me like he's been my great therapist so it's like I, I might not go back to you know therapy it was just a thought during that time but you know I, I didn't like heal a lot and release so much over the past seven months that you know it's like I'm ready to you know do other things now like I don't you know feel like I need therapy right now honestly um because like I said God is like the ultimate goat okay um, but yeah, so when it comes to isolation, like definitely like if on that negative side of things, like if you're going through something, like don't isolate, isolate yourself, like you're going to make it worse. Like really go and get help, you know, go to somebody that you trust, you know, um, seek out something, somebody trustworthy or really, you know, go to therapy. And, you know, if you're in school, college, they offer it for free. Um, because I didn't have like insurance for a long time. Like I finally just got me some insurance. Amen. Glory, all the glory to God. <laughs> like I finally just got me some insurance. So, um, I was fortunate enough to be in school. So it was free to me, you know? And so I was like, I'll take it, you know, I'll take what I can get right now. Cause I need it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, if you are not insured, um, and most people are not, like, don't feel bad, like, in this life we live, you know, we are taught to be ashamed for so many things that, you know, we don't have, but never be ashamed of what you don't got, as long as you got life, that's all that really matters, like, keep going, because one thing about it, God is going to continuously, like, if your heart is set on the right path, if your heart is set on being pure, if your heart is set on doing the right things, like, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 seek first his um his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you like don't worry about what you do not have like if you're going in the right direction you know God will put you in alignment like I said I did not have any type of insurance at all and out of nowhere I was blessed with some <laughs> like and 
you know what I'm saying? Like that, and that's just like not not to brag. It's just an example of me just putting myself on the right path and you know focusing on God and and understanding like whatever I need will be given to me, and that's exactly what happened. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, like that's a that's a very that's a big blessing to me. Like just not going from not having no insurance, but not really tripping about it. Just like okay, like one day I will, you know, one day I will be able to, you know, cover certain expenses and you know. By the grace of God, the glory of God, you know, this year I got, I, you know, God bless me with some insurance. And I feel like it's because, you know, I've been on my right path. I've been doing things I'm supposed to do. And I haven't really been worried about the things that I can't worry about or change. So it's like if you don't have what you don't have, don't worry about it. Just continue to do what is right. You know, continue to be a blessing to other people. Continue to just seek God and his righteousness and his kingdom, okay? And whatever you don't have will be eventually given to you as long as you continue to put forth effort and meet God, you know, halfway. That's all he could ever ask for is you to put effort into, you know, your relationship with him, the one that you want to create with him. Put that effort into, you know, in him, in, in that relationship with him. And so, like I said, like, if you don't have the means to really, you know, get therapy, go to talk to God, create a relationship with God with your angels for one, but also, like, find somebody that you can trust um, and talk to them or, you know, just start healing yourself like it's possible to heal yourself like i'm not discrediting therapy either because i did utilize therapy and like me and um still uh me and phoenix had talked about like um why did i just forget it like that oh my god oh yeah like just being able to get that diagnosis like i wasn't like officially diagnosis diagnosed but we got to a point where she was like okay this sounds like depression this sounds like anxiety let's let's make sure that this is exactly what it is I was able to get a even though I wasn't officially diagnosed by a psychiatrist I was able to see okay this is what is going on and I really think I, the, more, the more I think about it I really look at it as a blessing like COVID and me not going to the psychiatrist because I I'm not a medicine girl like I don't like to take medicine so, you know, I felt like, you know, God put me in a position where, you know, I, I, I would say I, I didn't have a choice but to, you know, really start to try to work on myself and heal myself. You know, he put me in a position to say, you know, do the work. And sometimes that's what it takes. Like, um, in some cases, there are severe cases where people actually have to take the medicine and that's okay. Nothing is wrong with medicine, but I would have to be truthful and tell you that I'm not an advocate of medicine. I'm an advocate of doing the work, you know. If somebody, if a therapist tells you to do this, do this, do this, do it. Although the therapist didn't tell me, because I wasn't officially diagnosed, so there was nothing that the therapist could actually tell me at this time. You know, we were still, you know, working out the kinks. You know, I just ended up, you know, with my relationship with God and just with everything going around me. I was like, okay, let me do, let me, let me start journaling. You know, let me start doing this. Let me start doing that. Like, that's me. Let me, let me, uh, start healing my inner child. Like, let me go back to what I used to do. Let me do, you know, move my body, you know, yoga. Let me, um, start being grateful for things. Like, you know, I started to work on, you know, my emotions, you know, my physical, my mental, you know, my spirit. I started to do the work. Like, you have to do the work because honestly, I'm going to just be honest. The mental, the mental struggles that we go through, the emotional struggles, the spiritual struggles that we go through, that it's nothing but the enemy trying to keep us where we are. If we're able to do the work and fight back against 
the 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 chains that the enemy is trying to keep us in, we can overcome and get up out of that. Like those mental chains that I was in, those emotional chains that I was in, those spirit chains that I was in was trying to keep me where I was. So I chose to do the work. I chose to say, okay, let me go to therapy. And I said, okay, oh, well, I can't get diagnosed officially because COVID. So let me just do the, still do the work. Like, let me still just try to, you know, figure out how can I beat depression? How can I beat anxiety? And so I did the work and slowly but surely within over the next three years and um, three months, which is now where I'm at now. Yeah, three months, three over the next three years and three months from that time, that moment in time, I've been able to slowly but surely break those chains of depression, you know, break those chains of, you know, unhealthy isolation, break those chains of anxiety, you know, excuse me, to the point where the, the enemy cannot keep me where I don't want to be so it's like if I get in a mode where you know I'm getting frustrated or I'm sad or I'm getting anxious mm-mm. return the sender I don't want it mm-mm. angels take it away take this feeling away it's not mine I don't I'm not carrying that anxiety I'm not carrying that sad feeling it's not mine I'm not carrying that frustration that anger that crankiness it's not mine I don't want it it's not me that's not my energy <laughs> Excuse me. I speak life over into myself, and if something negative is trying to come over me, I rebuke it. It's not mine. Take it away. Period. And that's exactly what happens. It leaves. The enemy cannot have a hold on me. I work way too hard to, you know, release those chains. There's no way, like, it's inevitable because life is going to be life. So it's inevitable for, you know, certain emotions, certain things to come. It's inevitable. But that's where we understand where we come in to continuously do that work. Continuously to say, oh, no, no, ma'am. You know, you have to speak life over and into yourself. And if those negative emotions are coming, feelings, you got to learn how to say, nope, not today. And keep it pushing. Working through it. Like, I was anxious for maybe almost an hour. But I continuously, like, talk through it I taught myself through it you know I worked through it you know like you know continuously until it was there no more because I'm not we're not doing this because if you don't do that if you don't work through it then it stays on you and then it starts to weigh on you okay it stays on you and then it starts to weigh on you so that's just my spiel on negative isolation um when it comes to you know before you even start taking the journey you know um because that that was before my journey where I was dealing with negative isolation where, you know, I went through everything alone and I felt alone. I felt like nobody was there. Like, not even, like I said, I didn't have a relationship with God. So I didn't even feel like, you know, God's presence was with me. I didn't have a connection with angels. So I felt alone. You know, I feel like I couldn't trust nobody with what I was going through. I feel like I couldn't go to this person, that person. I feel like nobody understood. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody would understand what I was going through. So that's, that's, that's that negative side of isolation. And I would say, like, if you are in that position or you find yourself in that position, my advice is to, you know, seek out some help. Or, you know, do the work. I'm here telling you right now, just do the work. Recognize it and say, okay, what can I do? I need to heal. I need to grow. I need to self-develop. So you start to journal. You start to do what you can do. You start to go outside and take walks. Like, it takes work. It takes showing up. 
it's not going to be easy defeating. Like, it took me three and a half years to get to a very more clear place. Like, now, it's a no. But, you know, even, you know, a year ago, I was still, you know, fighting, fighting. I'm still fighting now, but it, it gets greater later. It gets better. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you have to just put in that work every day. Every day, you have to show up. When things are feeling looking dark, when you cannot see, you still have to show up. You have to learn how to walk in the dark. You got to learn how to walk in the dark. Really, you got to learn how to crawl first. You know how you crawl in the dark and you try to feel your way out? Sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes you have to crawl. Sometimes you have to drop to your knees and you have to crawl your way out. And that's just what it is. Um... So positive isolation. Let's get into it because I really don't have long and I'm trying to stay on schedule this morning because I got I'm going to the circus with my mom and I'm so excited. So I got to stay on schedule. So positive isolation. Oh, so the first time I started to really do positive isolation, it was very scary. And I feel like I was missing out on so much. Like, I don't want to do this because I'm missing so many things. Like, I'm going to miss everything. I feel like I was going to miss out. You know, like when you isolate yourself from everything like when you really put everything down of this world like your phone your social media friends and family like when you do that it's like especially when it comes to me because I feel like you know especially with my platform you know my platform you know it helped me heal and I knew like I was doing a great thing you know trying to help other people and you know that's just me naturally like I like we talked about last night you know I always feel like I gotta help people you know I always gotta feel like I gotta fix it fix it fix the broken um you know, that's just me, you know, even when I, like, deal with people, I feel like I, I gotta take on everybody's problems, like, no matter what, I just feel like, you know, because I've always been there, I've always been that empath, I've always been that listener, I've always been there for people, even when people have not always been there for me, I've always been that because I, I know what it feels like for nobody to be there for you and help you, so I, I you know, I took on that, 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 that cape, that hat of, okay, I want to be, what, and I used to say that all the time, like, I want to be what, to people what nobody was to me, but, that was something I should have never took on, honestly, because that that's a lot. Because it, it, it could be a lot, you know, because you forget about yourself. And, you know, I forgot about myself a lot in my life, um, but no more. But, you know, so it just, when I first started to do actually positive isolation to really work on myself, you know, really take the time. Because you, positive isolation is knowing you're never alone, first of all. And that starts with first building your connection with God and your angels. I had to build that connection first so that I could understand, like, even when I take a step back from, you know, things and people, I'm not alone. Because you can feel very alone when it's just you. But when you have this understanding that you are never alone, okay, you, it's easy. But then it's still hard because you, like I said, you feel like you're missing out and you feel like people need you. Like, every, like, in a lot of times in my isolation, I was still texting people back, still picking up the phone when people call me because I'm like, okay, what do they need? Are they good? You know what I'm saying? Let me be there for them. So I still dealt with not fully, fully, fully isolating myself. And then in July, I isolated again. I think I isolated after season one of, of the podcast. I isolated from July up until... September-ish. Yeah, it was like September. So like almost three months. Um, let me get some water, y'all. Hold on. Sorry, I really need to um down that whole bottle, but um I do that afterwards. But um yeah, so still even then, like I was I, 
that that isolation was different. Um, it was different because God was so involved. He was more than involved in everything he'd ever been. My angels was more involved with me than ever. So it was different. You know, it was a lot of crying. It was a lot of crying because I had, because I, at that time I thought I knew where God was trying to take me. But, you know, now I realize that, you know, that was not it. And I'm grateful. But I thought I knew. So I felt like I was giving up so much. And I, I, did, and I didn't understand. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't understand it. So it was a lot of, that isolation was a lot of crying. Like, a lot of crying. A lot of, you know, uncertainty. A lot of not, a confusion. A lot of not knowing. You know what God was doing? Because at that point, I was really following his direction to isolate. And to really, you know, focus a little bit. Um, on on what he had in store for me, and I was very sad. You know, I was like, because you know, I really felt good about you know the podcast, and I really felt good about so much. But you know, I had mentioned you know that he gave me you know the idea to start another book, and that was very exciting because I was able to really like that isolation was so healing. Like it was so healing, but also like I had to let go of so much too. Um, and, but it taught me how to be vulnerable. It taught me how to be more honest and upfront with how I feel, setting boundaries, you know, it just, it just, it just brought so much to the surface, you know? So that was a very good isolation, like isolation, you know, true isolation. And when God is with you, when your angels are, when you know, you're not alone, you're able to really, really focus, you know, and understand certain things. Um, but I wasn't fully, fully isolated because I was in a relationship, and I feel like now, we get into my now in a minute, but, you know, sometimes, you know, even more healthier isolation is when it's just you. Sometimes it just got to be you that just take that deep dive, you know. Um, when it comes to isolating on a healthy journey, I feel like I've isolated a couple times, and I feel like you learn as you go. I feel like it gets it gets to a point where, okay, sometimes you isolate for a month, two months, three months, and you're like, okay, but you still, like, dibble dabble in a little bit of stuff. Like, like I said, like, even though I took myself out of, you know, family group chats, friend group chats, like got social media, you know, I was still, you know, answering the phone. For example, my sister called me so much during that time. My sister's answering the phone for them, you know, um, but I was in Charlotte, so I felt so far away too. So it was like, you know, so it's like, I still really didn't have that true focus, but you know, I did like still release certain things. So I feel like you, you grow in isolation too. I feel like because isolation really helps you grow. So when you come out of isolation, you're really a new person, but I feel like you must go back. Every now and then, you must go back on this journey of healing, growth, and self-development. You must dive back into that isolation. You must dive back into yourself so that you can continue to do what's necessary. And I feel like every time, you know, you understand the importance of, you know, being fully focused. Just you not answering the calls, not answering the texts, not being on the media, really putting away the phone. Because I feel like the more you grow, the more, you know, you figure out where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to go. And sometimes you and you start to understand that that takes true discipline. It takes true, true focus. And you're able to really compare and contrast. OK. What is in my way? <laughs> you know, like what is in my what is really in my way? Like when you don't really, really fully isolate, like my last isolation, I was able to see what was really in my way. So now I'm about to go into isolation again, and I'm able to see what was, what's really in my way. And me, I'm re- I'm in a phase now where, like I said last time, I was really sad. And every time before that, when I isolated to heal, I was very, very sad. This time, I'm not really isolating to heal. I'm just isolating to work. 
honestly, I'm isolating to work and to, you know, continue to build on my discipline and my focus and, you know, the effort that I put into what everything that I do. So I'm happy. You know, I'm very, very happy. I'm joyous about isolation. I'm ready, actually. I'm really, really ready. Um, But, you know, I had a commitment and I say I keep my commitments, you know. Um, And so, you know, I just want to finish this out strong. But I'm so happy. Like, I'm so ready. Like, last week when my schedule changed, I was so ready to say, you know what? We're just going to end healing the hope. (laughs) But, you know, I really wanted to put out these last little bit of intuitive messages. Like, it's been so real that I have not had time to write out the messages. Like, I've been going off the top. Like, literally. I mean, like, I typically, like, before, like, two weeks ago... I was I had the time to sit out and write my messages and to go off of them. I have not been able to do that in the last two weeks. Like I didn't even I did I I didn't drop no episode last week. I don't think, and I was supposed to drop episodes. So like this week I got this week I got this episode to drop plus three more to drop before my last episode. Well, I got three three to drop, including my last episode, which is Thursday, and I'm not going doing no episodes after Thursday. So it's like you know these messages that I want to drop has to be dropped like. So I'm going to have to go at the top, you know, and probably they probably be short for real. Um, Because literally, like, to keep schedule, I only got five minutes right now. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to utilize those five minutes very, very quickly. Um, So, yeah, I'm very, very excited to go into isolation. So it's like that growth, like, of seeing myself, like, not really wanting to isolate, not really wanting to put things down and really focus to where, like, I'm ready. Like, I'm really ready to put things down. I feel like you get to that point. So don't feel bad if like you know you need to isolate and it's hard for you. Still do it. Because I feel like you you eventually when you come out of it, you're like, okay, cool, you know, you do your thing, but then, you know, you do your thing and then you realize, okay, well maybe I like, you know, it's time to go back. Like I feel like when you're growing, healing and self development, you gonna always get to a point where you gotta go back to isolation. It's it's like almost a must. Like you might go through a hermit mode or isolation periods. You can use those terms interchangeably. You're going to go through it multiple times in a year. I feel like it's a must. When you're going upward, when you're elevating, it's a must to go through those times to get missing multiple times. You cannot focus, even if you, let's say, even if you're not surrounded, like me, I'm not surrounded by people a lot of times, but I be on my phone a lot. Like, I get my work done, but I sit on my phone a lot. You, I, I recognize that I cannot, you know, be disciplined and focused and really do what I need to do with my phone. My phone is a very much distraction, and I can, you know, I've always been aware of that. But, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stubborn, and God is showing me. One of the things God has shown me that I'm really, really stubborn, and because I never acknowledged how stubborn I was. Like, I really didn't understand, like, stubbornness. But I'm able to see that I'm very, very stubborn, and God has shown me that my stubbornness actually hinders me. So I'm trying to learn how to not be stubborn and to really listen, like not to be hard-headed, you know, because I'm very hard-headed. And so, yeah, like it's it's a very, it's a distraction. So it's like it, it must be put down a lot of times in my life, you know, it must be put down. Like even with like, you know, my mentor, like she does a lot of work through her phone like you know my and my mentor but and then our mentor does a lot of work like work sometimes like the phone is needed because we do do work through the phone like we do a lot of business through our phones but it's like like I said when you recognize it's a distraction you have to like be willing to sacrifice it for a little while like you have to be willing to sacrifice things for a little while to be able to get to where you're going 
to the next stage of your life. Like, when you know you're going to another stage of your life, and that's where I feel like, you know, I'm going to another stage of my life. I'm ascending. You know, I'm transitioning. I'm shifting. It's time to put things down and go into, you know, hermit mode and really put the work in. You know, that happens a lot of time. Like, when you're in a stage of ascending, you must be willing to sacrifice and isolate yourself in order to get to your next spot, your next level. And then you can reemerge. After you swim those deep, deep oceans, then you can reemerge, you know. You can come back and you're going to be stronger than ever, better than ever, more focused than ever. Like, every time I've isolated and came back, I've been more focused. I've been more disciplined. I had more clarity, more direction. And I've been able to use that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm all out. Trying to go back in. It's time for the next level. You know, and you, and you dive again. You know, you deep dive again. And then you come back up. You're more, you're more disciplined. You got more clarity. You got more, you know, more vision. You got, you know, more, you know, you got more to work with. You work with it. You use it. And then you got to go back in to the next phase, you know. So don't be afraid to isolate yourself. You know, like I said in the beginning when I was isolating myself a lot, it was very, very hard for me to do it. Now I'm to a point three years later where I, I, it ain't no place I'd rather be than, you know, away. You know, really away from everything and really just focus on me, especially with everything that I got going on. You know, so I'm very excited. So that's really the message tonight, y'all. Don't be afraid to isolate <laughs> I'm trying to rush now. <laughs> Don't be afraid to isolate yourself when you're trying to go upward. Do not be afraid to isolate yourself when you're trying to do better. Do not be afraid that you're missing out on something. You're not missing out on nothing. What that's what the saying is, you're not missing out on nothing when you're when you're um, getting your life together. When you're focused on you, when you're disciplined, when you have a clear vision, when you have a, a when you're on a path, when you're trying to go to a certain place, you're actually not missing out on nothing. Like I can say, every time I come back, it's, it just like when I reemerge into the world, it it sometimes it just seems even worse. <laughs> you know, oh, like now that's why I'm so ready because I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, but um, don't be afraid of isolation. You know, it's important. It's very important to take a step back to 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 get away, so that you can hear God, you can hear your angels, you can hear yourself, you know, so you can hear, so you can see. Isolation is so that you can hear, and so that you can see, and so that you can just be. Okay. It's for clarity. It's, it's, it's self-love, honestly. Isolation is self-love. But I hope you guys enjoyed this short but beautiful message um, about isolation. Um, and don't ever make nobody... Oh, that's another thing. Don't let nobody make you feel bad either. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Isolate yourself. I'm telling you. You come back stronger, wiser, better. Much better. Like, when you are getting yourself together, when you are trying to do better, be better, whatever that looks like for you, do it. And don't let nobody make you feel bad for doing what is best for you, what is right for you, what is going to help you ascend. Because you know where you're headed and you know where you're going. And some people don't understand that, and that's okay. They're not supposed to understand it. The only only the person that's, that's going to understand 
is the person that's right there with you, right there with it. That you know that's you know that's dealing with you know what I'm saying. That wants to better themselves too. The person that want to better themselves is going to understand why you're doing what you want to do. People that are not wanting to better themselves or do better or want to you know advance in life, want to ascend in life, they're not going to understand why you do what you do. Do it anyway. Like the actions you take to be a better person, to grow in life. Those actions that you take will always be actions that allow you to see clearly, to discern discern better who is for you and who is not, period. Choosing you is how you strengthen your discernment. It's how you receive your clarity. It's how, you, it's how the truth gets revealed when you start to choose you. I love you all. Stay safe. Y'all stay beautiful. From my heart to yours. Good night. Hi. Hi, Divine Rising. Yes, great morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good, girl. I'm doing That's good. good. That's good. <laughs> I was just telling you, Um, I was just responding to your message. Oh, I cut the light on. I'm tripping. I was just telling you, um... That yesterday when me when I had a guest, it kept like cutting us off multiple times. So hopefully that doesn't happen today. The enemy being really busy. <laughs> yes, let's hopefully it don't, but we'll see. Hopefully it it should be good. Hopefully. It should be good today. <laughs> yeah, it could be a good day, period. Um, so today's topic, y'all. Well, I already did like an introduction, like I always do. Um, so we're gonna get straight into the interview. Um you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm nobody and somebody at the same time. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, but um, my name is Kyra. I'm from North Carolina. And yeah, I'm from a good Southern family. And my family is very small, but yet very big. So yeah, it's not much about me. It's just about being positive and being light and, you know, making my place in this world. Okay, I love that. That was a beautiful introduction, actually. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> why, why I'm somebody but nobody? Let's get into that. Okay, so um, I don't. I'm not having an ego. That's what I mean by like nobody. But at the same time, I'm somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here for a reason. I have a purpose. Okay, okay. I just wanted to tap into that because I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Excuse me, sorry. See, girl, we might have that same problem. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, so basically, the same thing I told her because it might keep going out. Um, but we're gonna work. We're gonna get through it. Um, I might have to like keep sending it to you. Um, okay. Because at some sometimes they let us record for a long time, and then sometimes it was really short. But like when I'm finished, when it's off, um, when it comes out, it's gonna be all together anyway. So that's the okay. good part about it. <laughs> so. I don't know, but um, anyways, y'all know today's topic is on isolation, and um, once again, isolate is to set apart from others, um, being alone or solitary. Of course, there's more definitions, but I always use definitions that resonate kind of with the topic that we're talking about, so we're going to hop into these questions, so I know you told me that you um, put questions one and two together. So I'm going to go ahead and ask. Them no, it was the two and three. Okay, okay, got you. I've used those. <laughs> okay. 
So the first question, so talk to us about negative isolation and what that looks like to you. Because I talked about that a little bit um, in the beginning of the episode. So let's hear your thoughts on it. Okay, so me personally, and this is just a disclaimer. Like, I'm just on myself, and this is just my perspective on it. There's multiple perspectives out here in this world. Okay, um, negative isolation is just not knowing the reason why you're isolated. And that's all that it is to me. Um, not having a, a not finding the reason or the problem of the why you're isolating. That is the only negativity that I see within it. Um, to me, ever since I was a child, you know, at a very young age, even up to now, like I enjoy being alone. Um, but it went from a place where I didn't want to be around family and friends at one point in time. But we can get into that a little later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so isolating in darkness is where the negativity comes at. That's when you're like, you're feeling drained, energy low, et cetera. Um, but I believe they found terms, like you said, for people to be able to relate to that, like anxiety, depression, and stuff like that. Um, but me, I avoid, like I try to avoid bringing other people down when I'm down. So that mm-hmm. that's another reason why I do isolate. Because I'm thinking that it's a positive the whole time I'm really killing myself. So it's really like self-suicide in a way. So that's mm-hmm. why I feel like it's, it's dark. It's ways to isolate, but if you're doing it through darkness, that's the negative because you're not knowing why you're going down this dark road or this dark tunnel and taking yourself away from everyone and everything. Um, that's what makes it a negative. You have to actually find the reason why you're spinning out of control like that. Yeah. Once you find that problem, you better find a solution. Then it's not negative no more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree because I was telling them um, earlier in the episode, and when you listen to what you're hearing, um, Cause um, what was I saying? I was telling them that you know, basically what you were saying. Typically, negative is when like people, you know, like you said, are basically going through something, and you know, they feel like they don't know, like they feel like they don't have nobody. You know what I'm saying? And right. That's that negative part because it's like, excuse me. I was telling them that I that's how I felt. Like I didn't have nobody, and I didn't, and I couldn't talk to nobody and I feel like that stemmed from childhood because that's how I felt as a child so as adult I was isolating myself instead of like finding help or going to talk to people because I didn't really know like if I could trust anybody you know so when I was dealing with anxiety and depression I was dealing with it alone and I would you know isolate from people and not tell them that this is what I'm going through because you know but first of all fear of vulnerability but also just feeling unsafe you know like I don't know if I can trust these people you know what I'm saying and also just not having that education on therapy either. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So, that's definitely, I can definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, that's definitely, definitely suicide though. I mean, it's just, yeah, it really is. Because um, I, I was telling them that it only makes it worse. It does. It really does. Definitely. Um, any yeah. more thoughts on this question? Um, No, it's just, you know, that that's really uh, self-explanatory. And New York spoke on it prior, uh, prior so yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to hop into two and three. Um, so give us your philosophy on positive isolation um, and watch the people engage in isolation, especially if they are on a journey of healing, growth, and self-development. Okay, so positive isolation to me is like taking a step back from everyone and everything who serve no purpose on your journey. Mm, I'm going to like <laughs> say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time because I feel like people really need to understand that. Positive isolation is taking a step back from everyone and everything that does not serve any purpose on your journey. 
Say it one more time. <laughs> Positive isolation is taking a step back from everyone and everything that serves no purpose on your journey. Now, I said it to say this. You need to have time to focus on learning yourself. Learning oneself to live in your truth. And not from a way a person was raised or due to their circumstances or environment that affected them to cause them to be this way. So to me, like positive isolation is really the time to enjoy yourself, the real version of yourself. Mm. You're there to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy you in that moment. Um, so, you know, basically in my positive isolation, I started to learn how to say no more and I created boundaries, like out of this world boundaries. <laughs> like, like there, I really met me and I just enjoyed that me. You know what I'm saying? So like, for me, positive isolation is definitely something that everyone should definitely get into. It's definitely a positive experience. Um, definitely. So what are some of your boundaries? What's one or two of your boundaries? Um, like what, well, what do you say no to? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, so I'm so okay, so a lot of times. Um, I guess it's just the R I give off and people just um expect so much from me and ask me to do certain things and I'm just like you know because I have a life too <clears throat> so one at one point of time I'm gonna just give a little backstory real quick okay so I'm I'm used to being the person to always say yes 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 because mm-hmm. I don't want to see nobody upset I want everybody to be happy I want those type of people well I once were <clears throat> come take that back I'm not <laughs> <in it. laughs> so um I just wanted everyone to be happy so I used to say yes so much it became so draining of my energy because I'm always trying to stay true to my word i'm like okay so i said this let me let me just um you know live up to what i said etc etc so um one of the things that i now say no to is if my like like even like my friends they're like hey let's um go out okay first of all i don't club anymore i don't club anymore i i agree from that not to say that it's wrong or people shouldn't be doing that i just say i personally say no to it because it's other things i'd rather do with my time that part you know <laughs> so that's just me I mean y'all go ahead like and then um another thing I'll say no to is um sometimes you know people want to you know emotionally dump their problems on you or you know I say no to that like at least see if I'm okay with my own problems first before you try to like trauma dump on me because yeah. I might not be in a space to be able to receive that right now and help you and I might not give you the best advice in that in that time so in order to help me help you, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, And I feel like everything you said really comes with growth. So I feel like that, honestly, everything you just said, because it, it genuinely just does come with that growth, you know, especially if you've always been a yes person. Um, yeah. Because it does drain your energy. Like, I feel like I'm just now, you know, I, well, recently I've been telling them, like, I've been on this journey for, three years and you know I'm just now you know really learning to really set the boundaries you know what I'm saying yes. really saying no you know it really takes time um to get to that place because you really you know you start to see okay well this actually is draining yes <laughs> um, actually is draining and I love I, I meant to speak on it but that um that that definition for positive isolation okay you know because <laughs> you have to like sometimes everything must go um yes. everything must go like you said for you to 
be ordered to learn yourself, see yourself, know yourself, enjoy yourself, start to like you cannot do anything when you're like in the world, surrounded by all your friends, doing everything that everybody wanna do. Like you just can't do it. It's not gonna work. Exactly. You're never gonna really hear yourself or know yourself or really truly see yourself, you know, until you get comfortable with being alone. Exactly. You know, um, why do you feel like people struggle, you know, with being alone? Because some people can't do it. Um, I think that is a deeper issue within yeah. themselves, honestly, um, because they have a need, a dependency on um, problem. And I think they need to resolve that, go deep and see why that is. They feel like they need something or afraid of detachment or I don't know, maybe something happened in their childhood. I mean, who's to say? Yeah. Um, only they will know um, the true reasons why they have that issue. Um, but I will say that <clears throat> if you need help, reach out. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, therapy is definitely here for you. And I know a lot of people are against it. But, I mean, if you truly need that, you need to go and, and have that. Because they do have that accessible out here now. And it's it's talked about more now than it was back then. So, yeah. um, if you need help, just definitely reach out. Um, even if you don't want to talk to someone that's actually licensed, I mean, reach out to a family member that you trust, a friend that you trust. I mean, anyone, even want to sit. I mean, if you don't want to sit by yourself, then yeah, definitely um get that help. Definitely, I love that because I tell them that all the time. Like, if not therapy, at least somebody you trust. Because I also tell them too, like, not everybody can afford therapy, so you know, right. just right. do what you can. Um, because if you can't be alone, that's a that is one of those. It's a red flag, and it's a sign to tell you that you know I need to do some work. You know, there's something that I do need to, you know, dig into and figure out. Um, because you should be able to be alone. I mean, you should, you know, be able to step away from your phone, from other people, from your friends, and really enjoy yourself. But I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, you know, not everybody is where we are. So, you know, I do this to really get people started. You know, at least get started. At least get to thinking about you know, the journey. And I feel like isolation is a part of the journey because, you know, um, as we previously previously just stated, like, you can't really do anything. You can't do the work, get to know yourself if you aren't, you know, spending some time alone at least. So you can say, okay, who am I? Exactly. So, many, so many things are attached to us, like our friends' opinions and ideas, our, par- our parents' um, ideas and opinions. Exactly. All, you know, our environment, social yeah. media. I mean, it's just a lot of distractions at this yes. point. It's so much that you know we don't we don't know ourselves you know what i'm saying um and it's been like that since childhood so then you know plus social media now so it's a lot of people that you know just got a lot of different ideas and beliefs that really aren't theirs right now exactly you know? but it, but it became accustomed to them that they believed it's theirs. Yes. That's, that's the scary part <laughs> yeah yes. so it's like you know I want people to do, to do that work but i you know i want to state that i know it's not easy because you it's know, not I struggled. I struggled. Like I told, I told them early on, like in the episode early on, um, I was telling them that I've been in isolation period since my journey, maybe like two or three times. I'm going back in after the season, um, because it's needed for me. I, I just like long periods. I need it, and so um, I'm going back in there, and I told them that this is actually the first time that I'm ready. Every other time I've been on my journey and I've been into isolation. Like, knowing I need it and going into it, I would be sad, like, I'm missing out on something. So, it's like, I get it, you know, but... It's growth. Yeah, it is growth, because I told him, like, now I'm so ready to really, like, just be away and get into different things, like, so it is that growth, like, just try it, even if it's, like, a week, like, you know, sometimes you gotta take small steps, but 
it's worth it, you know. And the more you do it, I feel like the more you are going to want to do it even more, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Definitely. So, um, what are some of your experiences, both negative and positive, with isolation? Um, because like I kind of told them, like for me, um, I dealt with depression and anxiety. So a lot of times I self isolated, um, from people, and I didn't have like trust for people, so I wouldn't tell anybody what was going on. I had high functioning depression, so you know, I self-isolated, you know, and stayed away, but I still went to work. I still put on a fake smile, but, you know, I never told anybody what was going on, um, and I felt alone. I didn't have a connection with the Most High at that time either or my angels, so that was my negative experience, um, and then positively, kind of, I was telling them, like, now, it's like, now I actually enjoy it. I love it. It's the, I feel like you need it, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely need it. I definitely understand that. Um, but my positive experience with isolation um, were nothing shy of amazing because it's almost like a rebirth. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, all, it's like, although, you know, you are always you, you still need to figure out who that you is. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not so much as finding yourself. It's just like basically learning yourself. It's That's mm -hmm. what it really is. You know what I'm saying? So I would just... Um, I really just moved at a good distance from my, like, I kept a little good difference from my family and friends. Um, but it wasn't to really avoid them. It was just, like I said, engagement to my healing, to the mm -hmm. healing of my inner child and, and embracing her and strengthening her and encouraging her. Um, and I also played with her and that helped me in my positive experience because in isolation, I did a lot of childlike things just to really be present with my inner child. You know what I'm saying? So really be there in that, in that moment with her. Um, so I went to the playground, you know, I did things like, I was outside doing cartwheels, girl. I'm telling you, I was skating. I, I was doing a lot of these things that I would have done in my childhood or I remember doing in my childhood and, you know, to really be in the moment with that child. And then I start to encourage her, say things to her. And, you know, um, but, you know, a lot of people might not be at that, that place right now and it's okay, but Sometimes you really need to just revisit your childhood and actually be in that moment, in that pre present moment with that child. So um, that was my positive experience with isolation. Um, I really sat with myself as a child. <laughs> um, I want me some skates, girl. <laughs> girl, now I'm about to get, order me some rollerblades. <laughs> no, I am too. It's about to get warm too. Like... Right. Time to be outside. Girl. Inner child 2.0. Girl, we're gonna stay together for real. I am so yes. ready to give me some rollerblades. Oh my god, I like both. I like the I like the rollerblades and then I like the ones like I like both sets. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Listen, rollerblades, I can skate a little bit. I'm not skating, skating like the two, two on the front, two on the back. Girl, I'll be busting my ass. Oh. Excuse my French. <laughs> I love the skating ring. Like, I love you know, being in the skating ring, make me. Skating ring make me feel so free, girl. It does. Inner childhood. I mean, it's just the best feeling. It like yes. And it's what's your favorite? Feeling. What's your favorite thing at the park? I love to swing. I love to swing, and then um, the slide and the monkey bars. Because oh. <laughs> I still be flipping, girl, on the monkey. Bars. Oh my god, yes. But um, like you said, not everybody is period. But you're right. To just to say it again, like you know, this is why I love doing this, and this conversation could really like spark you know, motivation for people to start their healing because, you know, we need to get there. We need to get back to it. Um, One of the things I was telling them last night when I did inner child healing is that, you know, my philosophy is that, you know, inner child healing, you know, leads you to your higher self. It does. You know? It um, does. 
because you're healing, you know, you so that you can move on, you know, because that inner that inner child is really hurt, you know. Right. So you have to like go back, like you said, you gotta go back and visit that child, and you gotta, you know, let that child play like it didn't too, you know. You gotta speak to that child and exactly. make the child feel safe and loved. Exactly. So that as you grow, you know, you really can be a mature adult and really, you know, live joyfully in, in fulfillment. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people aren't living that way because that inner child is scared, unsafe, you know. Right. So exactly. that's this is why I love like I'm I'm loving this conversation because <laughs> people need to hear it, you know. Um yes. I was, it was so funny before you went into saying like what you did, I was just about to ask like what what did you do? <laughs> what some of the things you did? Because right. It, it can be an idea of, you know, okay, well, what did I you know, I always tell them like always figure out what did you like to do? You know, what were you doing? Exactly. Um like what do you remember and then go back and and redo exactly what you used to do. And right there in that moment you're gonna be like, Oh man, it's a breath of breath of fresh air right now. <laughs> okay. I would say one of the things I do I was just telling my mom the other day, um, I was like, um, when I go back into my isolation, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was like, I wanna do arts and crafts, but I love clothes. I used to like to dress up. So I think I'm about to start like going like thrifting or something. Um, yes, yes. I yeah, like I gotta find something to do with my time, you know. I probably end up doing both. Arts and I be I be I gotta get out of that perfectionism when it comes to arts and crafts though. Oh, woo. see, I'm a poet. I like to write. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're oh really? Yes. I'm I a... got, you gotta let me hear something one day. All right, I got you. Because <laughs> you know I be writing. Yeah. Um. So, were there any um negative experience that you have with isolation? Okay. Yes. Um. Let me. Let me speak on that. Okay, so my negative experience with isolation would be how I cut my father's side of the family out of my life for a long time. Um, yeah, it's about to get deep. <laughs> so yeah. as a child, you know, you hear things told to you, and um, it just never leaves you. Like, even to this day, like, I still, you know, remember things that was put into my head at the time. Mm-hmm. And it caused me to push back, you know, on having a relationship with my father's side of the family. Um, because of that hurt child is still, I'm still trying to heal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now like, I love my family. I do. And I want to be there. I want to be present. I want to be, have that relationship with them, but it's just that child that I'm trying to heal. Um, because you know, you get people to put all these negative things into, into you about these people that you love. And it's like, you don't want to hurt the people that raised you either. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm caught into a situation where. You know, I just kind of like, okay, let me just block all of it out. And that's what I ended up doing. And by me blocking all of it out and not actually working on it, I isolated myself from them. And even to this day, like, I'm just trying to find a way to actually build them connections and that relationship before, you know, it's too late. Um, And I'm not even healing for myself now. I'm just, I'm healing for me and my children because my children don't have a relationship with them. Yeah. So now I don't cause a whole nother generational problem because I didn't heal myself on time or, you know, in a timely fashion, like I wish I would, you know, things that I know now, I didn't know then because a lot of things that I've grown to learn, I, I learned it on my own because yeah. my, my mom couldn't teach me these things because her mother didn't teach her these things. And I only found out these things because I went out there looking for answers. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how I started my journey for real. Um, and yeah. So basically now I'm in a place where like I'm reaching out, you know, trying to, even if it's like my cousin on social media, I try to like stay in contact with them. And, um, I kind of show up to some functions like 
birthday parties or some holidays I'll come by. Um, but I do want to put more of an effort into um, having a relationship with them, though. So, yeah, that's what I'm working on now. But that's okay. that's a negative experience I had. The, and that's probably my, one of my biggest, honestly. Um, yeah. I- I do because I do the same thing. Like you know, yeah, I, I'm quick to just cut people off. Yes, and it's I'm so quick, bad. I'm quick, like I don't care, family or not. Like if you, if it's something crazy, something you know, because I know you can relate. Like when you have a pure heart, you all your intentions are really good, and so it's just like you know, when people, when it's negative attached to people, even if it's family. It's like they gotta go, you know, because yeah, exactly. I'm in this, you know, I'm in a space where I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to do this for me, from you know, like I said, my kids, trying to show them different. So it's like exactly, I I can't, I can't like you know what I'm saying. I can't you know save myself and save everybody else. But you know, it was so crazy just the other day. You know, my mentor was telling me, and I stated this yesterday too. She was telling me that we all come into this world, you know, very pure. Yeah. Um, in yeah. there we don't have intentions to really hurt people or harm people. That's just how the enemy works, um, work through other people. And unfortunately, sometimes we do get hurt through other people. Exactly. So, you know, she kind of put it in perspective, you know, like, you know, actually, you know, just have forgiveness, like, you know, show pity because, you know, they don't know no better, you know, they just being used. Um, so that just was like, all right, now, you know, you gotta work on forgiveness. <laughs> you know, right. you, gotta, you gotta you gotta reach out. You know, not isolate yourself. You know, because I, it's tricky. And one one thing she did say was that it is a process, and I can I couldn't agree more because it's like it's a process. You know, it is. It is. You know, sometimes you feel like you're being a bigger person, but you know, sometimes you get tired of being a bigger person. Girl, I just try to be a bigger person a lot. <laughs> and you try to be, you try to understand, like, you have a lot of questions, but it's like, you know, you got to let the most high just do the work, and you got to just keep being you. Um, so how long have you been on your journey? That's something I should have asked in the beginning, but how Ooh, long have you been on your journey? Just to let people know. Okay, so I'm going to say roughly five years. Might be five mm-hmm. years. Um... Yeah, but I will say that no one's journey is gonna look alike. Um, yeah, definitely. I go through it. <laughs> Believe me, I go through it. Okay. Um, but yeah, just stay the course. No one's yeah. journey is gonna look exactly alike, and you know it shouldn't because you're you and, and they're them. Yeah. So um, yeah, but definitely just stay the course. You're gonna get there. Um, especially if you're working on it and you're working on yourself each day. Um, even if it's a minor part of you that you're working on, it still changed. You know what I'm saying? So. You're going to always be you, but you just can be a better version of you. So okay. um, that's what they just, you know, hopefully they understand that. <laughs> yeah, they should, because I've been trying to preach it for so long. Like, yeah, like, you know, and I, I think they got the false, I think sometimes they just have a false idea of what the journey is supposed to look like. And I think that's yeah. the problem. But yeah, it that's gets a, hard. That's another conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> for real. But I, I love I love what you said because I, I tell them the same thing. Like it's not going and I love you know, I love when people get up here and they're transparent and they're honest and they're telling people like it's not all butterflies, cookies, ice creams and stuff. Right. You know? Right. And I, I tell them that all the time. It's 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 actual work. Like it takes energy. Like a lot of people probably look at me and think, like, what are you doing? You're wasting time. Like, you know, but no, like you don't understand. I'm fighting for my life every exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> not just your life, everybody who, who has you know, exchange of energy with you. 
okay. changing their life because you're impacting them as well. Exactly. Plus the ones before me and the ones after me. Exactly. Right? Exactly. They don't understand that. We breaking we breaking curses around here. <laughs> exactly. That's the word, you know. But um, so would you say you know isolating is a way to save yourself? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's gonna be a nice quick short answer. It depends on how you use isolation. Yeah. If you're using it for dark isolation, then you're not saving yourself. You're hurting yourself. But if you're using it for positive isolation, then yes, it's a way to save yourself. So it just depends on how you use the isolation because there's multiple ways to use it. But if you're using it for positive, I always recommend isolation. It definitely will help. You know, it's, it's definitely needed. And I, I, I mean, I would not recommend dark isolation. That's just a quicker way to just kind of like go on a downward spiral spin. And you will be stuck spinning until you find out the solution to your problem. So that's a fact. Um, so a lot I feel like a lot of people see, you know, isolation as a weakness. Um, I feel like people think, you know, it's a weakness in general. Like they they I'm trying to figure out how to word this without <laughs> I mean trying to watch my words, honestly. Um, you know, people kinda like the lone wolf, like people see somebody alone and, you know, they feel like <laughs> They That's they kind of put it with fear, like yeah, fear. You know, okay. They want to, you know, it's a lot of negative connotations when people when they see somebody that likes to be alone, that likes to self isolate, um, that likes to do things by themselves. Um, so how do you how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like it's a strength to be able to walk alone and you know isolate a lot of yourself a lot of times? I'm gonna tell you, it it is the perspective yeah. because it could be both. Yeah. You can have a person in isolation that is fearful of the world and fearful of everything around them. And you can have a person that is powerful, working on themselves, knowing who they are and not dealing with crap and just healing themselves at the moment. So it's just like, it just go back to that individual and the reasoning why they're actually isolating. Because isolate, isolation can be a strength or a weakness. It just depends on the individual. I've I personally been on both sides. So yeah. I know both to be true. Yeah. Back. same here i feel like people need to hear that because i feel like some people need to be aware um of what type of isolation they in exactly, exactly. So they can come out of the the more negative side you know what i'm saying exactly that's you know, that's that's the key yeah that's knowing why you're there <laughs> yeah definitely that, that, that self-awareness um and we're not telling y'all to like you know always be alone don't have no friends oh, nothing no. like oh. that yeah <laughs> I always like to don't be miserable now. Yeah, right. Don't be miserable. But isolation is very powerful when you're trying to, you know, like she said in the beginning, when you're trying to find yourself, when you're trying to get to know yourself, you know, have fun, you know, get your own ideas and beliefs out here, you know, figuring out who you are in this world as an individual. It's powerful, you know. Um, We're not saying lose your life, but try it in a positive way. It actually takes a lot of courage and strength and discipline (laughs) to isolate. So I don't know why people put a lot of dark on it. (laughs) Okay. It's it's hard, but you can do it. It's very, very hard. I'm telling you, because when I first started, I was like, (laughs) I just really felt like I was missing out on a lot, you know, and then I got to a point where I'm like, you know, it's needed. You know, you start to see that it's needed. You know, you can't, you can't keep going on this particular journey without at least continuing to dive, you know, back into yourself. Exactly. Um, because you always elevating, you know what I'm saying? You always at a new level and new level, new devils. And sometimes you got to go back within to defeat 
Exactly. Many of things because the, the enemy seeing you grow and you know you gotta keep your mental and your emotional and everything else intact. So sometimes you gotta step away from whatever the enemy is using to attack you. Exactly. So um give us some advice. Uh, I feel like you kinda already said that. Um <laughs> so you're also a mother, so how are you breaking generational curses? Oh, um, for, I for um, first thing is first is I love, I love the topic of generational curses. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can go ahead now. Okay, yes, first thing first is healing myself because if I'm healed, that means I'm a healed mother, I'm a healed friend, I'm a healed sister, I'm a healed daughter, I'm a healed cousin, you know what I'm saying? So it's like healing yourself heals everyone else around you in a sense. Yeah. Because they're getting a, a healthy version of me. So my children be able to get a healthy version of me. They get to grow up in a, a household with a parent that's very, very healthy. Uh, I'm not going to say I got it all together because I don't. I'm still working on myself. But I'm preparing myself to be the healthiest version I can be for them and for yeah. myself. So that is how I break it. Because if, you, if you're raised with a broken parent, your children going to have pieces of that brokenness in them. Because you're teaching through brokenness. Mm. You're loving them through brokenness. So it's like once you heal yourself, you can love them through your healthy version of yourself. Teach them through love and health. And they grow up to be healthy children. They're not missing out. They're not lacking in anything because you're giving them everything that they need. So that's one of my main reasons. My children started my journey. My children started my journey. And it's because I don't want them to be raised broken. I don't want them to be um, missing out on healthy love, yeah. not knowing what healthy love looks like. And um, like, don't get me wrong, because I know people like looking like, dang, how were you raised, girl? <laughs> um, no, it's not that. It's like my mama, she loves me. Um, she still loves me. She still helps me. She's my support system, my backbone, et cetera, et cetera. It's just that, come on now, we grown. You know, yeah. my mama did, her mom was like, mean and angry all the time and, yeah. you know what I'm saying she raised a certain <laughs> way you know what I'm saying so let's just be real we be yeah. real so hey you know so she didn't know how to you know show acts of love you know hugs and kisses my mom was never that type yeah. she was never that person so I didn't receive that as a child so I'm not gonna lie I didn't even notice the difference until I had children myself and um, a guy that I was dating still dating actually but he said why I don't never see you you know hugging your kids and that I broke down start crying because I didn't even realize yeah. that that's that was happening like wow I really grew up without this and I'm not even noticing that's what's needed like that's crazy that's insane to me <laughs> so it's like yeah so immediately I get up and I go hug my kids kiss on them you know what I'm saying like, ever since then I hug and kiss on them randomly and yeah that's you really how you raised in your environment, it really, it, it really scopes you in life. Like you grow up a certain way, you're not even really understand. That's why I say isolation is really the key to learning yourself and who you are and what you you learn what you missed, what you crave, what you want. You know what I'm saying? Your triggers. You're learn you're learning it all in isolation. So yeah. I love that. Wow. <laughs> thank you for that. Um thank you for that. The internet. <clears throat> Excuse me, the internet. Um, for your vulnerability and your transparency, definitely. Um, 
because my 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 mother wasn't in either. She wasn't, you know, raised on love and affection. So I wasn't raised on love and affection either. We didn't receive hugs, kisses, none of that. Um, and we just—it's so funny. We just had our—I our, just had a conversation with her about that. So I was able to really learn her story. Um, maybe like a week or two ago, and it was really like a breakthrough for us. Um, and um, you know, one of the main reasons why I felt like I knew I had to really heal that because, like you just said. I felt like if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't get healed, you know, that's how I'm going to be to my children. It's like, exactly. I don't want to be like that. So I, I love, love your, your honesty when you said that, you know, that was you before somebody pointed it out. Exactly. And, you know, I'm glad that somebody did so that you were able to really, you know, see yourself um, and be able to really start healing that, you know. Um, exactly. Because you have boys, right? Yes, all boys. Yes, yes, yes. So. And I want me, I want me a boy, but I probably have a, I probably have a girl first. Yeah, you probably would, cause you want yeah. one. Yeah, but whatever you want, you get opposite. <laughs> but yes, um, definitely. Um, so has isolation ever affected any of your relationships? Oh, definitely. Um, for positive and negative, actually. Um, I've isolated um uh, from my family and um friends one. I I say about probably about six months one time <laughs> about a full six months and um like but it was so bad because it was a dark isolation honestly so I was really mm-hmm. just spiraling um so basically like I wouldn't even come out my house for real at that time period unless I'm going to work of, of course to pay bills but I would just stay in my house I wouldn't go out I didn't want to engage in conversation I didn't want people to come visit me I didn't want to be bothered um so that kind of affected my relationship I felt like um I had a lot of catching up to do when I came, dug myself out of that, out of that dark space. Um, like, even now, I have a, I have one of my, I hate to say favorite cousin, because I got a lot of them that I love <laughs> to death, but it's just, I ain't going to say favorite, I'm going to say the one who I actually grew up with all the time. Um, we actually stopped talking for a, a good little period, honestly. Um, even now, we're trying to, like, piece it back together, but we went so long without talking, visiting each other, seeing each other, et cetera, because um, I, I be needing a break. Sometimes I got to isolate and just, you know, get back to who I am and, and focus on healing myself that I still, I have to find a balance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm working on now. I'm working on balancing because sometimes I just go too far off <laughs> and I forget other people, not forget them in a bad way, but it's like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing me right now. But yeah. Yeah, but it's you have to have a balance too when you do isolate. I will say that because you don't want to just cut people completely off your out of your life. It's all right to isolate, but don't cut them completely off. Like if your mama call you and you isolate, you can answer that phone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so. That was so my. And we back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, girl! I was just talking and talking. I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> it, it, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I really don't. <laughs> Um, oh, are we on number seven? What the <laughs> girl, I'm not. I'm just asking you questions now. <laughs> I just oh. see you in a conversation. I'm loving it so much. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was one thing my bitch friend told me. She was telling me, like, don't just cut people off. And I was just like, because I will. Like, I Go just, ahead, because like, I got a bad too. I will, man. <laughs> like, you know, because all, it's like all my life, like for me, I'm an empath, you know, and I'm a cancer. What's your sign? I'm into SGS. Oh, I'm Scorpio. Okay, okay. What's sign? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I get so deep into like other people, other things. Like a part of my healing and my journey was for me to release 
everything, like everybody and really focused on me and really put, put me first for the first time in my life. So it's like I had no choice. And it's like I just felt like, you know, isolation really allowed me to see the real from the fake, you know, um, right. when I came up, all I saw was me. So it's just like at the end of the day, like I got to keep stepping in that energy because, you know, um, that's what I meant to ask you. To talk about are we ever really alone and discuss your philosophy on it. Um, to me, now perspective is everything. So I will just put it out there. Um, what I think and my beliefs might not necessarily be yours, but this is just my perspective on it. Um, to me, we are never really alone. Um, and I'm going to say the reason why I believe that is because, for one, you have your inner voice with you at all times. Um, the most high with you at all times. And our ancestors are here as well because um, some people, they have a different belief than I have. I'm a spiritual person, but, you know, some people, um, they refer to the Bible. And so I'm going to give you an example if you are. Um, in the Bible, there were discipline, uh, was, uh, disciples. There were disciples in the Bible. So if God places disciples here on, um, on earth and have different prophets and different people ministering and et cetera, et cetera, then um, as above, so below. So if you have it on this side, you also have it on the other side as well. So I do believe that we are definitely um, keeping company with us. So I would say we have light workers and as above, so below. I like that. I like that. Definitely. Um, I And I feel like, yeah, that, that was one thing, like I said, with my negative um with my negative experience with isolation, I didn't have a connection with most of my angels. I do now. So it's like, that's what makes it so positive because I know that I'm not alone. You know, exactly. I know I'm surrounded with angels. And, you know, like, that's something that you got to, like, when you're, take, when you're first taking this journey, you know, that's something that you got to constantly remind yourself because the enemy will trick you when you're in isolation. It's negative because you think you are, you know, you think you done lost everybody in your life. You think you don't have anybody, but that's not true. You're meant right. to be, you know, in, in your period of isolation, you're meant to be right exactly where you are. Exactly. And you're meant to do exactly what, you know, we've been talking about it this entire time. You know, you you got to find that light in that, you know, in that darkness. You know, you got to. Exactly. You definitely got to. Um, Because, um, and then you was talking about, um, we was talking about isolation. And I said, um, you know, you said you were talking about finding that balance. And I said, you know, because so much gets attached to us. You know, um, mm -hmm. especially when you deepen your journey, you, you recognize that, you know, when we get in this world, like when we go to work, when we like do choose to hang out, when we own social media, we got so much energy attached to us, like for real. Exactly. Even through a phone, like that exactly. is coming. So it's just like, it has to go. Like people have to understand. I don't, I don't, I don't know how some people work and not isolate, but it's just a it's a it's a matter of understanding and it's a matter of like seeing and knowing for real exactly because <laughs> is very very transferable so even if you're watching a show tv music everything is energy is transferable it does not die it just transfers over so yeah i think that's something that many people have to understand that definitely so i'm gonna ask you this last question before we end it um how do you what are some ways that you cleanse your energy oh because i think isolation is definitely one but like you know, outside of isolation and even within isolation, what are some ways that you cleanse your energy? I would say, for example, my biggest thing is taking showers. Well, yeah, that, um, I would say, um, I do herb baths sometimes. Mm, that's good, um, y'all. And 
one way that plays my energy is getting my feelings out. So I write. I'm a poet. So I write. I write my feelings down, how I feel, how I want to feel, um, what I'm feeling in that moment. I write it all down um, and pray. Yeah. I definitely pray. I pray wherever. Now, one thing I, okay, so when I say pray, for some reason, I like to pray inside myself. So, you know, a lot of people be voicing their prayers out loud. I pray, I'll pray, like I keep it in. I'll pray to myself. And that makes sense. If it don't make sense, it's because, okay, so you know how people say, if you say something out loud, mm-hmm. people will work against you. Or you let somebody hear your plans, people try to work against you, or you, it's whatever. So I just keep, I keep my prayers inside. So I pray to the most high inside. Like in my mind, I get, you know, I get very silent and I pray to him. I got you. I got you. I, th- I, I think like, you know, as long as you're praying. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. I don't care how you pray. This is just my way of praying. As long as you, you know, take that time to, you know, pray, you know, acknowledging the most high. I think that's that that's what's more important than anything. Um and you you know you go into them and you let like you say you letting your letting things out, you cleansing, you know, things. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. you know, what's important. Um anything, any words of encouragement as far as isolation, spirituality, anything that you want to um advise or, you know, motivate the people with before we leave? Okay, yes. Um well I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. Um my advice is for you to free yourself. And to do that is by understanding who you are. And, you know, you no longer have to keep up a facade to be around people for acceptance. Just, you know, just understand that people don't call me strange, weird, broke, ugly, dumb, etc. And if I would still believe them to this day, I would never became who I am now. So, um, there's other techniques out here in this world. You can try them all. Whatever works for you, works for you. And just do your inner work, you know. Peace, love, and light. Until next time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's the biggest thing. Do the work. People, people I don't know why people scared to do the work. Do the yeah, work. do the work. Now, it's do a work. lot of work. Though, it don't matter how you do it or what you use. Just do the work, okay? <laughs> it's a lot of work, so it's understandable. But it's 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 so key. Like I'm not. I'm telling you. Like I try to really push that message because it's it's life changing. You know, it's so worth it. It's worth it, it on the other side. And you know, I want more of my people to really, like you said, free themselves. You know, yes, free yourself. I'm telling. Um, Definitely, it's beautiful on the other side. Um, but thank you for joining Healing at Hope. I oh, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Of this course, was, was a great safe space. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I was very vulnerable here with you today, girl. <laughs> but I appreciate being um vulnerable with you, and um, I'm glad it's a safe. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and for listening. I know this one is a little long because I actually didn't know I was going to do the interview, but we were able to get it in. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay beautiful. Um, from my heart to yours. Good night.